Welcome to Life Skills 101, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. Your host, Lisa Nearing, has homeschooled her five kids for the last 29 years. She has a master's degree in human brain development and a master's in marriage and family therapy. She is currently the owner of True North, offering everything from Hebrew classes to chemistry. She and her husband, Dr. David Nearing, are passionately committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools and resources necessary to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, your host. Hey, it is Lisa with Life Skills 101, and I am joined today by Nathan Wilbur of Wilbur Ministries, and we are so excited to have you here with us today, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to join you today. Thanks. So you are with Wilbur Family Ministries, and your dad has been an international worship leader for years. He's one of the uh, one of the worship leaders we've enjoyed as a family for a couple of decades now. And we'll post links to the website so people can go find you. But since the whole pandemic happened, we've really been enjoying your weekly YouTubes of Shabbat in the Home. And I asked you to come and talk with us today because. It really hit me that uh, I don't think a lot of us connect family worship with life skills. So I'd really love to get your take on how does family worship really tie into life skills? We think of life skills as how to balance a checkbook or change a tire, all those kind of really practical hands-on things. So what, growing, being immersed in this culture of like international music ministry and worship, Mm -hmm. and now you and your beautiful wife are doing a, a weekly worship service online. What's your take on life skills and how it relates to worship? Well, you know, all those matters are very important, but I I feel one of the things that we've really gotten away from is this element of family. You know, my dad has traveled the world. Sometimes he would be gone a couple weeks. But what was really important, what he made a point was that on Friday night for Shabbat, when he was home, we were together at the table as a family. And that cemented in my mind, um, and also my brother's mind, that this is really important. Mm -hmm. That once a week, um, prescribed by God, you're supposed to separate, we call it unplugging from the uh, world system. And we just sit around the table as a family and we fellowship. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that we're not doing, uh, that we don't do other things too. You know, as my brother and I were getting older, we would celebrate Shabbat as a family. And then me and my brother would go out and watch a movie with our friends or something. So for me, that part where I could see my dad having a busy schedule, but he always put family first. And that family first was always done on Friday night on Shabbat, Mm -hmm. um, where we sit around the table and just had a time of fellowship, honoring the Lord, inviting him into our household. Mm-hmm. And we could probably have a whole a whole series on the importance of Friday night worship or Sunday mor- morning worship or the time or whatever. That's not really what we want to focus on right now. But basically, you're saying that family set aside time really mm-hmm. communicated to the kids in the home that family was super important and that just no matter what else is going on in your life, setting aside time for God and for family really yeah. was meaningful and important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that my dad always emphasized, that when he was home, it was about the family, not mm-hmm. so much his busy schedule, which he could have stayed even busy at home because there's a lot of things around the house to take care of. 
but even in those elements, we would do them as a family. So there's always this element of the foundation was always kind of family first, putting the mm-hmm. emphasis on that. Yeah. How do you get started? If if your family is not used to doing a family worship service, how would you encourage people just to get started with a weekly time, even just weekly, of getting yeah. together and sitting down together? Well, everyone has busy schedules, like I said. So, you know, growing up, my dad really focused on, you know, for our family, it was Friday. So maybe other people, you know, they're all working on Friday night or the kids have busy schedules. Um, but I really encourage you find something. It's like you you can't ever get started if you don't start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so find common ground with the family. Like, hey, everybody, this is what we want to do. And I, I, it's really important that we're inviting God's presence into our house. And, you know, when you're starting something different, it, it kind of can feel strange. And I understand that element. But I think in this case, it's just important to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. with your family and and maybe it's just a, a simple time where you're gathering your family together and you're praying with one another. Um I know for my family when we started really kind of sharing this worship expression at home uh, a lot of pastors were like I never realized that I never laid my hands on my wife or my children to mm-hmm. pray over them. It was like a revelation. And that's one of the great things that um this kind of emphasized, you know, we pray for one another mm-hmm. and maybe that's, maybe that's someone's uh, beginning point. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people don't feel like they can sing very well. So um, maybe play your favorite worship song in the household and you just, you sing one worship song together. Mm-hmm. Then you pray together as a family and the whole time maybe takes 10 minutes of your day, but you're allowing the presence of God. You're inviting him into your household so that, his presence can bind you together as a family because I don't think there's any stronger glue that holds a family together uh, than God's presence. Mm. I love um, what you said about laying hands on your wife and your kids or your spouse um, and just praying over them. That's one of the things I really love uh, when I watch your Shabbat in the home Mm. is how you pray over your wife. And I also just love the relationship between you and your dad. Um, it is, it's really a blessing to watch the joy and friendship and fellowship you guys have. I, you probably don't even realize that's what you're conveying, but it is, it's, it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's like real respect and honor mm-hmm. and appreciation for each other. And it's really a testimony and a blessing to see that. Um, well, thank you. I yeah. mean, you know, my dad traveled again, a lot all over the nations. I had to come to terms with there was a release from me realizing that his job, what he was supposed to do in that season was traveling and and ministering the word to the nations and sharing the message of uh, Jesus with everybody. That's Mm -hmm. what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to come to terms with that on my own life. And it it wasn't easy because there was missed basketball games. There was uh, missed baseball games, family activities. Um, But I feel like, because we set time aside and and we're really focused on allowing his presence to come and seal our family together, I feel like even with all of his busy schedule, that was really the cement, mm. um, was just allowing that to come into our family's uh, life. Because I get it, you know, even today with people, um, we're hearing a lot of reports of 
you know, the families were doing okay because, you know, the dad was out working all day. Then he'd come home and they'd see each other a little bit, but the kids were busy. But now that people were secluded their homes, all those issues that had been beneath the surface that you really could see, they all kind of came out and now we're having to deal with them as a, a family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, no family's perfect. You know, everybody has their own versions of, of conflict. And we have, we have full houses right now because before California closed, my, my brother and sister-in-law who live in Los Angeles, um, they came to live with my parents for this time because they were concerned about groceries being on the shelves. It was just, there was a lot of unknown. So we said, of course, come. So our homes are full of family and it's tight quarters and people are bumping each other and babies are crying and so forth. But, you know, it, it just brings us back to, we have quiet time every morning together as a family. We pray together, spend time together. And it's like when something kind of comes to the surface that we didn't really see, it's almost like it it's easily dealt with because of the presence of the Lord has been invited into our house. He's He's the Lord over our home. And it just seems like his grace to work it out as a family is there as well. And it's been quick to like, okay, we got over that one. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. there's not another one that we have to deal with like that, but we're good. Yeah. And there will be, cause that's just like living with people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So it, it really, what I hear you saying is that even though your dad was really busy and gone a lot and mm-hmm. you had some of the same pressures and struggles as everybody else, maybe in, yeah. if your family's in ministry, you might have more. It seems like it, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit more intense even, but the family worship really helped you mm-hmm. understand what your dad's role was in your family mm-hmm. and the world and your response yeah. to it, which is an incredible life skill. We all need to, yeah. <laughs> we all need to learn every day. Yeah. Like what's my role? What's their role? What's God's mm-hmm. role? How do we all work this out? <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody asks every day, you know, when you wake up, like, why am I here? What is my role? And and what can I, what can I add to, to help society better? Yeah. And I think sometimes if, um, you know, it, it says in the scriptures, um, without, without hope, people perish, you know? Yeah. And so it's that hope. Jesus is our hope. He's the one that we're supposed to look to. Mm-hmm. And as, if Jesus is our focus and we make him the focus of our families, I believe that when you start doing this and you start small by with whatever measure you can say, you know, we can definitely do this. Just grab on a hold of that and grasp mm-hmm. it with all of your might and, you know, it, and, and pray through it. You know, my, my dad had to work uh, three different jobs to be in the ministry just to put food on the table. And so one of the things that we had to pray through was uh, family time because he was almost busy about seven days a week. This is going, you know, way back to the 80s when we were uh, starting out in ministry. And we, we said it to the Lord. We prayed together as a family. And the Lord opened up an opportunity so that my dad got one full day to be home with the family. And so it's like when you honor him and you put things in place of where they belong, according to the word, you will see things open you'll see Mm -hmm. grace you'll see god's favor upon your life open in ways that you haven't seen and it's because that there's god has a huge emphasis uh, on family structures working together and when you're doing that it's honoring to him and there's almost like this kind of open portal with heaven that you have Mm -hmm. and god pours out his blessing upon you and your household 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I I wanted to go back to something else you said too about when it's maybe awkward to start worshiping together as a family, mm-hmm. um, and you don't feel like your voice is that good. Mm-hmm. I just I'm old enough to remember when we would all get together as families and sing. Like we, mm-hmm. like people just sang together as families and nobody worried about if their voice was good. If, you know, uncle George was off <laughs> key and sang loud and everybody just mm-hmm. knew it. And yet still sang. Yeah. And I think, gosh, I just, it's not, it's not like normal to just sing together anymore. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have a common vocabulary maybe of hymns yeah. or worship songs or even, uh, we used to sing rounds together in the car um, and, and we would all practice parts. My dad's taught us all how to sing parts. And that was just something we did as a family. And yeah. so when we go to my aunt Dolly's house, we'd all stand around and sing. And, yeah. she, and it was like the Mormon tabernacle choir would come to visit her, you know, she would uh-huh. cry every time. And we knew we were appreciated no matter how bad we were. <laughs> You know, I don't think my voice is that great either, you know, especially because my dad has got such a strong tenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always enjoyed being in choirs. And, and so I always feel felt comfortable like, OK, if they sing louder than me, I can like fit in. But or if it's like a really small um, group, it's harder to fit in because you're, you know, you're trying to. Yeah, you're out there. <laughs> I mean, I think we should just sing together, whether we're, we feel like we're good or not, you know, make a joyful noise. God made us. That's right. He said, make a joyful noise. He didn't say if you're perfect, you have a perfect voice and you've made it to American Idol or something. Yeah. You've arrived. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He made us. So we should be happy the the way that he made us. And just like he said, raising our our voice to heaven, because Mm -hmm. I know that our father, you know, I love hearing my son's voice. Yeah. So if we do that parallel where I love my son and he, I love exactly who he is and what he is, mm. how he is. I love hearing him talk to me. I love hearing him sing when he's, I can hear him quietly. If I turn the music down and he knows I'm listening to him, he stops. <laughs> <laughs> but if we take that same picture to our heavenly father, just imagine how much more he loves us and wants to hear our voice to him. Yeah. I remember after my mom died, she'd made books on tapes for my kids. And I remember walking past my daughter's room and she had a, she had one, I'm going to cry. She had one of those tapes on and I heard my mom's voice and it was several months after she passed away. And it just like, you don't think about how everybody's voice is like their thumbprint. It's unique to them. And um, yeah, our voice is a beautiful gift to the world. So um I wanted to just ask, this might be an awkward question, but, you know, shouldn't we just think that church takes care of of worship? Like, do we really need family worship? Well, I think that's one of the reasons maybe the the family is a bit disjointed in how do we worship as a family unit? Because when you go to church, the parents kind of have their service, the kids kind of have their service. And so there's not this collective worship environment and coming from a a Jewish believers background um, we always worship together as a family there there was a time in the service where kids would go off to learn um, we called it Shabbat school but like Sunday school Uh, but the the very beginning the opening worship and and the prayers those were all done together as a family and and so to us it's natural um, to worship to pray as a family, 
because it was something that I've been doing. I'm 39 now. I know I don't look it. No, you don't. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You look like you're in your 20s. (laughs) Thank you. But it's just this, you know, we started somewhere, you know, and my, my dad wasn't raised that way. It wasn't normal. So, you know, it's, it had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad started it and it, yeah, at first it was a little, little awkward, but he just, he stuck with it mm-hmm. and he did that for my benefit. And so for 39 years of my life, I've not known anything except this family worship expression. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think if, if we really treasure, um, God's ways and, and look to inviting him into our homes, this is something that he puts uh, a big importance on is uh, the family unit. And not to go too far off on a, on a bunny trail, but if you look throughout scripture, you know, a, a lot of times it, it speaks about, you, you know, the men, because the men scripturally are the head of the household. And so when it says like a couple hundred thousand left Egypt, it talks about the men. Well, can you imagine it was actually a lot more than that? Because mm-hmm. families are big, you know, mm-hmm. so it's probably quite a few million that left Egypt yeah. when they were delivered. Um and so I, I feel like for churches, if there was a way that they could kind of come back to this focus on God and family, you know, having the family worship together in the services and see the importance of that, I think it would be a lot even easier for people doing it in their homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, right, where we're watching our church services um, on Sunday from home, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some pictures where it was like the kids on the couch. The mom is cooking breakfast, listening on the service. And I'm like, where's dad? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's just some of the photos I've, you know, on, on social media, but I'm just figuring, you know, it's kind of hard to even adjust that now all the services are online. Yeah. So it's like, start there, sit together as a family and, and worship, uh, worship together, watch a, a worship service together yeah. uh, as a family. Yeah. You, um, you mentioned something about blessings and that's, that's one of the things my husband does that for our kids every night. Mm. He lays hands on them and, and mm. prays a blessing. My daughter's in her second year of Hebrew. And mm. one of the things she's been doing is copying out Hebrew blessings. Mm. And, um, you know, it's like that scene in Fiddler on the Roof. Like there's a blessing for everyone. Can you bless the czar? Yeah. Oh, keep him far away. <laughs> but it does seem like there's, there are so many blessings in the Bible. And yeah. if we can just pray those blessings over our families, um, mm-hmm. and our homes, we're, it is a life skill because it's yeah. so easy to get downtrodden um, mm-hmm. and just feel like everything's hard and tough and yeah. horrible. And I mean, and, you know, we're all in this kind of weird in between shelter and place season where we're pretty comfortable and yet like mental health issues are skyrocketing, yeah. family yeah. abuse is skyrocketing, suicides are skyrocketing because mm-hmm. we're so disconnected. And we mm-hmm. need people and blessing each other is one of those really powerful ways to connect on a really yeah. basic level. Yeah. And you know, and the apostle Paul spoke about this in scripture. He said, whatever is good, right. Whatever is a good report, whatever is positive, like focus on these things because what happens when bad times come, the, the easy thing is to to focus on that. And then you start getting pulled away. And mm-hmm. so even when it doesn't seem natural, to be grateful, you know, there's sometimes when it, um, uh, for instance, in my life that, you know, our, our ministry had to really shift because of all the changes, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we travel regularly and that's Mm -hmm. how we bring in income. So things were shifting for us and it was, 
tension, you know, it's creating mm-hmm. tension. But we as a family just decided to stay in a grateful attitude. He said, you know what? No matter what comes our way, we're sticking together as a family. We're going to stick this out. And we were, we just decided to live a life of gratefulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm grateful for you to my brother, Joel. You know, I'm grateful for you. You're great. Or dad, I'm so grateful for you and mom for the, the, the blessing you are for the, um, for me and my, my family. Mm-hmm. And it's really like living out that life of gratefulness. And as a parent, you know, placing your hands on your children and praying the blessing over them from the Lord, it helps to foster that gratefulness because your kids will feel safe and secure when you're as the mom and dad, even though things might not seem that hopeful for the future, but you're giving them hope. You're giving your kids that uh, hope that and security that they need um, because that's it comes from God to you and then from you to, to the children. And it's interesting because um, I'm drawing a blank from the, the name of the, the actor right now. But, you know, there was so much bad news. You know, every time you turn on the TV, oh, COVID this, COVID that, uh, mm-hmm. mental health issues and, and all these kind of things. He decided that he wanted to start a network called the Good News Network and focus nothing about good news. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, it skyrocketed. And of yeah. course, it's millions of views. And then CBS wants to pick it up. And, and it's like a revelation to people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> broadcast good news people want to pay attention yes of course because we're tired of hearing the negativity constantly purported uh by the media and and so if we can uh continually and i know it's not easy and natural stay in an attitude of gratitude Mm -hmm. to the lord and it it starts with your mouth it has Mm -hmm. to start with the confession of your mouth mouth before your family what better confession uh, than the word of God. Mm-hmm. And as, as we're praying those blessings over our kids, we're reminding ourselves that we're really grateful for irritating people in our lives because if we didn't have them, we would be alone. Yeah. Right. And the thing is they're irritating, but so are we, it's just yeah. the human condition. <laughs> so when we remind ourselves of those blessings, we're like, yeah, we're glad for you. It's, it's good to remind ourselves exactly. too. Yep. Um, I, I know you guys have new um, a new worship album out, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just give you a minute to to tell us about it because uh, you, we've always known Wilbur Ministries as as praise and worship music, a lot of singing, um, and I yeah. think this one is acoustic, right? Yeah, uh, yes, ma'am. It's all acoustic. Um, we we felt, I want to say, about two or three years ago. Um, sometimes you just want to have instrumental musics while you're praying and singing can be um an obstacle Mm -hmm. so about two years ago we started fiddling with the idea kind of putting things together doing uh very limited releases that weren't uh well known of and then uh last year we're like you know what let's bring all of these elements together and create one album called selah Mm -hmm. and release it and it was like when everything started um coming out about the virus and everything that it was just this perfect timing of the Lord um, to launch. It wasn't something we had to rush anymore. It was just really when we wanted to release it. And there's so many amazing testimonies of people in the hospital overcoming symptoms and all kinds of things. And they said it felt like they weren't alone because they're Mm -hmm. inviting the presence of the Lord into whatever space they're in uh, with the music and it does go, you know, my dad has a lot of different worship songs, like you said, but we took those and just did an instrumental version. So you can almost 
you know, I know his, his singing really well. So I, I can, I'm actually <laughs> singing along with the instrumental. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is uh-huh. supposed to be peaceful, but it's really meant to bring, a, to help usher in the, the peace of the Lord into your home uh, so that you can have a time of, of prayer with your family. Mm, I love it. One of the things we've loved about, about the music ministry of Wilbur Ministries is the musicality of it. Mm. And it's, it's really beautiful music. It's, um, it's not just the same chord over and over and over. Yeah. It's, it's very beautiful. So we'll post the link in the show notes. So you guys can go find it and uh, bring some of that worship music into your own home because it's lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to Life Skills 101. You can visit Lisa at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Life Skills 101 is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy.